and people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution. friends and welcome to we the people show this is your host tiger and it's been a while how are you doing bradley oh, i'm pretty good how about you man i'm doing good it's good to be back for us yeah good to be back for sure and this episode we're talking about full-time involvement in politics and it's a grad special and the reason why it's not a sunday special it's because um sunday specials i usually would want to invite a guest on but Bradley, there is no guest. It's just our episode, our conversation as graduating seniors. Our, I wouldn't say advice, just more of an opinion for those, any of y'all out there graduating as well, college, um, who want to be involved in politics. And uh, Bradley, what's your opinion on this? Uh, on, on what exactly? On uh, people who want to get involved like polit- politically, whether to be a politician or an activist, etc., Ah, well, um, I think if someone is really passionate about uh, politics, uh, they should definitely uh, make a career out of it if that's something they'd enjoy, uh, that's something they'd enjoy doing for the rest of their life, you know. Uh, For me, I I kind of uh, had a reawakening in college. So uh, my degree, for example, is economic, my degree is economics. I'm uh, getting a bachelor's degree in that and I'm pretty close to graduating. I have one semester left. and Tiger, uh, congratulations to you for uh, completing your semester officially, your last yes, semester today. Thank you. And uh, ceremonies in two days, and I can't wait. My degree will be in electronic media, a bachelor's in that, which is TV news. And um, yep, it's going to be a huge honor to have a degree from a four year uni. Yeah, part of the American dream for us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, it's. Uh, uh, like uh, and don't get me wrong, I still am gonna pursue this degree, obviously, of economics, and I'm I don't regret doing it. Um, but I originally thought I was gonna work for like a private uh, company firm or like you know something finance or accounting related, and that still is a might be a possibility, slim possibility. But I'm kind of more interested in doing something politically related, and uh, I'd rather do something. Uh, and that I'd rather research like uh, economic policy by uh, uh, working for a political think tank and perhaps forming uh, fiscal and economic policy uh, for uh, you know legislatures on the state level and maybe even the federal level. Um, so if you're again if you're really passionate about something like that like I am, um, I'm trying to work for a political think tank and if anyone else is interested in doing something politically related by all means, Go for it, pursue it, do something you'd love for the rest of your life. And as for me, I have a dream of becoming a White House correspondent. And initially what my roommates interpreted that as, including you, I guess, Bradley, is that um, I'm going to be a spokesperson, like press secretary for a president of the United States. That's not what it is at all. What I clarified was that I want to be the person asking the question to the White House like, do you want to work for a media company and ask questions? Yes, the, and uh, yeah. I am ready to make that kind of commitment to prove to those networks to, or to any network that I 
uh, end up working for that I can do it to prove to them that I can represent that network to ask the White House and politicians in general questions. Yeah. And maybe, heck, even if I do a good enough job, I could have a huge honor in hosting or moderating a presidential debate in elections. Yeah. That would be a huge profit. That would be amazing. Hey, maybe maybe you could uh, be the moderator when uh, I'm on the debate stage. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. You running for <laughs> yeah. office? Yeah, they might not allow that due to us being friends. Yeah, us and afraid of biasness. <laughs> yeah, because you know, they won't allow. I mean, because of you know conflict of interest. Yeah, and uh, it's already been like that. I in student media, that is, um, I was almost close to. Uh, moderating a debate in student government this past semester but I decided voluntarily to opt out because of the issue of conflict of interest because I know one of the candidates that's running yeah and that's not good in terms of like in the real media not that'll good be, PR yeah that'll be even bigger it, 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 yeah it's I mean right now it's a student level student government level no big deal it's just mock yeah. government mock media but if it's gonna happen in the real world yeah that's gonna be a, a bad pr and like you said and, yeah and also not a good reputation in terms of the network and such yeah yeah and even though it's like it's not illegal or anything or um not not allowed or it isn't unallowed um it is unethical yeah in journalism and just ethics in general and at, anyway so going back to my dream yep i'm ready to make that commitment as a political news reporter but of course, uh, everything has to start from a, a low level and wake and make and or work your way up. And that's why I'm starting with a, just a, a TV station from Houston or from anywhere, quite frankly. And my dad even suggested I apply to Central Texas since he heard that um, Central Texas news outlets hire Bobcats. Because I guess Texas State, our uni, have that reputation in Central Texas. Of course. So it makes sense. So, yeah, I'm working my, I'm fixing to work my way up from local news to hopefully national news and uh, live the dream eventually. Say, Bradley, um, um, what are your thoughts on orgs that both of us have been involved with? Because there are, like, flaws and advantages. Um, orgs, for me, it's Turning Point USA. For you, it's Young Conservatives of Texas. Like, what yeah. are your thoughts on those type of orgs for those out there who want to be, who want to make politics their life career? Well, uh, uh, def definitely, uh, um, before you sign up for any political org in general, I think uh, the one question someone really needs to ask themselves before anything is, uh, uh, what do they really want to accomplish politics-wise? Because someone could be very passionate about politics, but how do they want to apply that? That's the real question, mm -hmm. right? So uh, Turning Point USA, um, and I'm not here to say which one is better. Um, I'm not here to say one is better than the other or one is worse than the other, um, but each of their goals are different. Uh, TPUSA is kind of more about... Uh, more on the activist yeah they're more they're more about like uh activism and um they'll uh for example have uh, memes or quotes from notable conservatives or libertarians or right-leaning people and uh try to bring in people to a and 
those are used to draw in people into political discussion, perhaps someone who isn't quite familiar with conservatism. Um, and, and it's supposed to kind of, I guess, get the conversation starting. Um, and of course, there are federal uh, na nationwide org. Um, well, YCT, on the other hand, Young Conservatives of Texas is more of a statewide org. And uh, their focus is uh, uh, promoting um, certain conservative policies through the state legislature. Um, and they'll do certain they'll they'll have certain activist events too, uh, right? That might be a um, state level, uh, related to the state. Sometimes they'll talk about federal politics, but mainly it's state politics, which can be intertwined. Uh, for example, they do activist events like uh, a couple of years ago when uh, Beto was running for president. Uh, we had a Saint Beto's Day. I remember on, that. Yeah, <laughs> around Saint Patrick's Day, where. Um, well, then the whole joke is like he pretends he's um, uh, Mexican American or Hispanic when he's actually uh, Irish American. So, um, okay. we had him. I remember uh, there's like a bad picture of him in Irish hat. Oh yeah, so like uh, we had it around uh, Saint Beto's Day, around Saint Patrick's Day, to correlate with with that. Yeah, too. <laughs> to to show people that he's he's not Hispanic. <laughs> and I think he's. From from what I remember that year was that one person got offended or something. That's about it. Yeah. Most people find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, or you know they'll uh, they'll put up a they'll promote the free speech bill. I think it was SB eight that passed the last Texas state legislature where made any area of the college campus a free speech zone instead of just having a designated free speech zone. Now everywhere is a free speech zone in a publicly funded college campus in Texas. Exactly like. Anywhere should be a free speech zone. There are no zones or limits. That's yeah. some, that sounds like something the crazy, I don't know, left would come up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's... Now, in, in, there's no, in no way or shape or form we are attacking the left. I mean, we do make fun of every, every side out there. And, uh, for example, Liz Cheney being, being ousted from the House today. Sure, I personally disagree with her given that she's a war hawk and pro-establishment but yep. i don't i don't agree like canceling her and this thing was cancel culture i said it before and i'll say it now the right does it too unfortunately and we shouldn't be having that yeah well um i, I don't agree with uh, censoring her either but given like how important her position was as being the number three in command of the uh, House of Representatives, a conference chair, I believe, for the Republicans. Mm. And uh, regardless if there's a conservative out there who likes Donald Trump or not, regardless, vast majority of the party is very pro Donald Trump. And the fact that she was out there publicly, like, uh, criticizing him and taking away the attention from Joe Biden and the liberal Democrats and socialists. That's not a good look for the party, and it's not a good unifying look. So I kind of understand why they did it, to, to kind of put more focus on the bigger picture yeah. and to make the party more unified. And going back to my point is that— represent the base. Yes, the populist base. And going back to my point is that about the right and the left, same thing with any of you listening out there who is left-leaning politically. I mean, we have a— mutual friend who comes by our apartment who's left-leaning mm -hmm. and regarding to those groups do the same as well and if you have a passionate for politics and make it your career from a left-wing perspective go for it 
And so far, orgs that we know of are something like YDSA and Move Texas, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's the same thing. Just go for it if you stand on the left side of the aisle. Yeah, if you're, if you're a if you're a socialist even and want to apply that to politics, first of all, God bless your soul. <laughs> I, I hope you find the 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 right path of uh, of politics, especially conservatism, <laughs> in my opinion. But uh, you know, if, capitalism. If you're yeah, capitalism. If if you actually are really passionate about that, by all means, work for a YDSA org or oh. Move Texas org. Yeah, and uh, full time involvement in politics. Um, expanding on the next point in this topic of rally um what are your tips for those who want to actually run for office like who are currently working on law school because of course most politicians we know of ted cruz donald trump mm-hmm. obama they, they were all lawyers like what are your oh uh, D- donald trump was an economics oh, major I yeah think. my bad penn state <laughs> um anyway uh, what are you, just the point is what is your advice for aspiring politicians Ah, uh, well, first of all, don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything that your political opponents can use against you, or even people from the same political leanings right. could. Because it will come, yeah. come back to haunt you. Yeah, it's it's going to bite you in the ass pretty pretty badly if you do something controversial. Um, you know, regardless if you did it in high school or college, please do not do anything stupid in public. And even your <laughs> quarter life crisis, yeah. or not crisis, just quarter life in general. Yeah, because you, you do don't anything. you don't know when people are going to take pictures of you or or do voice recordings or a video of you. I mean, shit, we're being recorded right now on this podcast. But so. hey, we're we're uh, reasonable people. We won't do dumb things. It, exactly. Yeah. Uh, another two is uh, actually know what you're talking about, right? Like, uh, for example, if you want to be a gun rights activist, uh, focus your policy on that. You really got to do your research on guns and gun safety. Um, is gun control good or bad? Um, you know, um, and uh, another thing too is um, uh, be respectful to your political opponents. Um, you know, you yeah, can have disagreements, important. passionate disagreements, but you know, at the end of the day, they're another human being just like you, just as passionate about politics. And uh, please do not dehumanize your political opponents because that. That can just lead to a bad path. Right. And we've seen it since 2016 and maybe earlier uh, before that. It's kind of nasty with the name calling and we should yeah. be having that. What happened to... Both, like, both sides are doing it. Yeah. What happened to the days when politics was just chill in the 90s and early 2000s, which both sides could could uh, debate each other respectfully and uh, come to an agreement the, the, in bipartisanship. There's at least many times a common ground. Yes. And as for the show, I used to say that, oh, the Democrats have becoming too left, but that might be true, but I don't, now my new conclusion is that's not the main cause. It's there's just rhetoric in general for people on both sides. Yeah. There's toxic language and rhetoric, and uh, we shouldn't be having that. So to those who want to be politicians or run for office, anything like that, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, like Riley said, be careful of what you do. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, just um, do the best in law school because that's important because most politicians and judges and whatever are lawyers and going to law school and having a that kind of reputation really um, improves your chances. Mm-hmm. And, and I will, we will highly encourage that. 
Yeah, and it's also another thing too is charisma. So maybe you don't even have to have a law degree um, to get elected necessarily. You could just be a very charismatic person who can connect well with people. Um, you know, always willing to help solve people's problems, and you just gotta have that 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 image that you know you're out there to take care of people and right. serve them and uh, the law school thing we're talking about state and federal offices but with the charisma thing they're also like local positions that heck at the texas house of representatives in the texas state government mm -hmm. i qualify or you qualify too to run for a state rep like this local politician, Miss Isaac, is running for. Mm -hmm. And it's just sad. You don't have to have a law degree. And you can't just be chill, be willing to serve the people. Yeah. Now, honestly, I'm glad, like, you know, not um, not having a law degree is a, uh, an official barrier. Because, you know, not everyone's going to go to law. And, you know, obviously that would block off common people from being able to run. Or anti-establishment people, like. And there's all kinds of um, people with different career backgrounds elected. Like, of course, you have the people with the law degrees. You have economics majors, former a lot of bus former businessmen and women, um, even some doctors. You have um, activists. Heck, you even have a bartender in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> so if a bartender can get elected, <laughs> you know, you can get elected as long as you have the charisma. Yes, and. Uh course the most famous one and oh and, and veterans too i can't forget that yeah so heck, I, oh yeah and i i think i took a president in that when uh i made a little pamphlet i mean you've seen that pamphlet rally in which i jokingly says that i'm the president of the u.s and you're the treasury secretary yeah <laughs> well i had you as a director of a bank before becoming the cabinet position and i uh, had me hmm. as a as a senator but before that a marine so nice. anyone can be elected not just forget the presidency just federal offices in general yeah and if i if a marine can be elected and a, i guess uh, what's the journalist goes mm -hmm. off in georgia mm -hmm. then uh, you can do it too if they could do it you could do it yep i'm not saying i would plan to run i, I made that pamphlet just as a joke yeah and <laughs> it's just my point is it's just fun and interesting to look at i'm serious too that there is potential out there mm -hmm. you don't have to have a law background and anyone yeah. can do it and you don't have to come out with a perfect uh, su uh summa cum laude uh 4.0 gpa when you graduate your undergrad i'm certainly not gonna do that <laughs> probably best case is 3.23 but you know i'm i'm still pretty passionate <laughs> yes. in certain areas so and bradley moving on to um just issues, the issues that's being talked about, like, for example, the ending endless wars and national debt, those things mm -hmm. that's been going on for uh, generations. Uh, what would you say about, like, um, the boomers and Silent Gen when they're about to retire, they're about to hand the, the us, the younger generation, like Gen, I guess maybe Gen X, but more specifically millennials, Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, what do you say would happen once we take over, once we take over leadership spots, speaker of the house or the VP the, or POTUS. Well, um, I certainly think you're going to see a lot of changes, and you're already kind of seeing changes and pushback from um, ideas of the establishment, like you said about national debt, uh, which both parties are to blame for that. 
and endless wars again both parties are also to blame for that right um like you're seeing like a lot of right-wing populists um and left-wing populists aka democratic socialists um but what they both have in common is they're they want radical change and want to go up against the establishment and uh those well, well, well partly the right-wing populists care more about the national debt than um than uh, the democratic socialists they both agree on ending endless wars like trump tried to do and you know what president donald trump did not start any new foreign conflict while he was president to his credit and however for in current news that uh, we do see foreign policy wise um unfortunately the biden administration i believe is one way to say it he funded hamas or something or I, I don't know. I could I could be wrong. It sounds conspiracy there. No, I don't, I don't think he did. He, 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 he funded he, something to in uh, Palestine, the PA Palestine Authority. Or, oh, I, I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm, I I gotta I gotta read that headline again. Oh well, I I thought he called his uh, support for um for Israel to defend itself. Uh, well, his administration, as, did. as he should, as Biden should. Yeah, yeah, one of one of the few things he hasn't caved to the to the far left on. Hmm. Well, um, so just current news, there's been issues going with foreign conflicts, and uh, Hamas started firing rockets again, and both of us, we stand with Israel to yes. the right to defend themselves. Yeah. And uh, again, you see these people out there on social media, gaslighting, yeah. calling Israel, oh, apartheid state, or oh, uh, or, or, or something like that, or oh, Israel's aggressor, which yeah, is not true, Hamas attacked yeah it's like uh, oh wow it's almost as if um if a terrorist organization attacks me i i don't have a right to defend myself huh well i i guess i better start having allowing rockets being fired at me oh man such controversy to defend yourself <laughs> and, and a lot of yeah i know y'all folks were getting controversy there but i mean it's current events what else could we do stay yeah. silent on it no Mm -mm. Gotta stand with Israel for us. Yeah, we gotta call out the the BS that um, Israel's getting slandered on for. In fact, I even seen um, on Twitter uh, you um, called out Ilhan Omar, I mm -hmm. believe, and uh, somebody who made a meme about Gal Gadot. Yeah. Um, so, as you all know, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar from Minnesota, uh, the Bernie Krat, <laughs> as Bernie I like to call her, the very progressive wing. Um, she, uh, I call her a Hamas sympathizer, considering like any time Israel defends itself, no matter what, um, she always comes to Palestine's defense and calls Israel an apartheid state, that Israel is the one sponsoring terrorism. Um, and I say to her, uh, did you not see who fired the rockets first? There's, there's, for every action, I always say for every action, there's a reaction, right? right? So... Once Hamas fires missiles at, it's pretty easy. Once Hamas starts firing missiles at Israel, Israel's gonna fire missiles back at Hamas. And you know what? Um, unfortunately, like there are Palestinians that do die in the um, counterattacks from Israel, but the vast majority of the time, what happens is Palestine puts them up as human shields on purpose, from my understanding. Like for example. Um, their weapons cache will probably be stored in a hospital or a school, um, and yeah, that's really yeah, really where, chil where children are, and they and any time like of course Israel's going to destroy it because that's where the weapons stash is, and any time that happens, 
um, they're gonna blame it on Israel. And uh, and on a positive note, of uh, I do see a video on Twitter on once. Um, it was I think it was a video of a man calling on a he was on the phone with mm-hmm. someone and uh, the, the the caption writes he was on the phone with the Israeli military telling uh telling him to evacuate everybody women and children from the area mm-hmm. because of course the military the Israeli military's target is not innocent people Palestinian people but more on the terrorists the Hamas terrorists what was the picture it was an Israeli like a... no, not a picture a video a... of a, a Palestine man on the phone with the Israeli military and the military was telling him hey evacuate the civilians out of there we're attacking where we believe terrorists are at oh really yeah wow so like the Israeli government communicated with uh, Pal- the Palestinian authority and warned them about the counterattack. yeah just ordinary people had nothing to do with to, to tell their people to get out of the way yes and this was like from the recent recent incident between wow. Hamas and uh, Israel well, that 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 uh, that definitely throws uh, Ilhan Omar's narrative out the window. Her false narrative that yes. they're purposely attacking civilians. And another thing too, for those of you, you for people who think Israel shouldn't exist, my thing is that where else are the Jewish people supposed to go, right? Right. They because... deserve they deserve a homeland after World War Two because of the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. Well, not and not just the Holocaust too. It's it's kind of like. They literally have nowhere else to go because no matter where they've gone to for four, over 4,000 years, they've been discriminated against. Um, huge histories of anti-Semitism against them. And of course, we have the Holocaust to top it off. And it's, it's just like, where else are they supposed to go, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it is their ancestral homeland. So, um, yeah, yeah, Israel does have a right to exist along with its people. Jewish yes. people and lastly um, before we we uh, shift gears is that um, what are your thoughts Bradley on uh, Biden well, we talked about this before we hope Biden will keep um, Jerusalem the embassy in Jerusalem or do you think he might move back to Tel Aviv um, so far it seems like he still um, is allowing Jer- Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel or recognizing it as such so that's good um, but again, like you never know whenever he's going to cave to the left wing. And he could very well make a 180 turn on that at any moment. So who knows what President so, Biden will do in the future. So as of now, just just give him credit for, uh, not necessarily credit, but praise him for still recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Yes, for, for just keeping it there for now. Yeah. And uh, moving back to the talking point. The point is that uh, a lot of crazy current events going on with the Hamas versus Israel thing, with uh, the gas shortage I'm sure some of y'all heard of, and uh, the Keystone Pipeline being canceled, jobs gone, and I believe, yeah, a bunch of expensive stimulus packages, and and I believe mm-hmm. this infrastructure bill, and heck, even the bills that's... Quote-unquote infrastructure. Yeah, and... <laughs> Heck, even the legislation right now going on HR one, which is actually quite dangerous. It legalizes ballot harvesting, and we don't want that kind of voter fraud nationwide. Yeah, and gets rid of um, uh, state voter IDs. Um, I think it also gets rid of uh, partisan gerrymandering, mm-hmm. totally giving away, uh, taking away the state's rights to 
make their own election laws. So basically, um, folks, um, back to this conversation of full-time involvement in politics, no matter mm -hmm. what side of the spectrum you're on, like, uh, the left or the right, mm -hmm. current events will um, have an impact on, the prog on your progress, so be mindful of current events. Pay oh. attention to the news. Yeah, that too. Like You have to have your eyes on the news 24-7. And uh, regardless if you want to work, and that's true regardless if you want to work for a political think tank, uh, work for uh, a state legislature, federal legislature, um, whether you want to work for uh, a newspaper um, or an activist uh, org or be a politician yourself, it's very true. Yes. So, and or work for a political party. Yeah, or the party itself. Yeah. And as for me, I'm going to keep pursuing the dream of a political reporter. You can look at, you can keep pursuing your goal as looking at politics from the, I guess, policy perspective, economic policy. Yeah, a think yep. tank. And uh, hey, I will call you up if I, if I were to run for the presidency one day and you could be my cabinet. Ah, oh, cool. Only, only, <laughs> only if I won Thanks. the election. <laughs> yeah. And making the transition. Because yeah. that funny parody, that pamphlet, yeah. I had um, President, or Andrew Yang as the president before me. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. And, and after my eight years of administration, I had President Tulsi Gabbard in uh -huh. power. Yeah, a lot of Asian representation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we shall see if uh, in the future, if I reach over the age of 35, if I want to run, actually run or not. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, best of luck to y'all out there. If y'all decide to run in future elections for any office, local to federal. Yeah, good luck to y'all. And that about concludes today's episode of uh, We the People Show. I know it's a bit lengthy. I tend to keep it shorter, but um, we got passionate, both of us, especially with the current events going on. And, and uh, we of course stand with israel yeah so anyway um thanks for listening y'all best of luck to y'all's future endeavors i can't wait for graduation myself and uh wish bradley you the best of luck on your last semester this fall thank you and congratulations again to your graduation thank you now Clean um, college yeah now folks um uh, be prepared for next week's episode i forgot the topic already but it's just gonna be another chill casual topic and we shall see you next week thanks take care later we the people of the united states to form a more perfect union secure the blessing of liberty reestablish the meaning of the constitution